recently did a review on your 1911 2011 yeah what do you think about that i'm still up in the air on i really like the gun i mean uh that's that's the problem is i really like it uh i got it used it is a rock island tac ultra fshc which stands for full size high capacity holds 18 rounds and uh it's a big ass gun i mean it's heavy but it looks cool and it's fun to shoot uh so, so the the double stacks of 2011 am i right that, yeah that's a, correct right a double stack it makes it a 2011 versus a 1911 according to internet guru people who yeah sure well, I mean, <laughs> the the single stack nineteen eleven is a eight to ten round, right? You know, gun. This is a double stack, holds more. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I got this one used because these guns, people were buying these, and there's a company online, and I can't remember their name. It's something like Henderson Custom or something like that. Don't don't quote me on the name. Uh, but they people would buy these and then send them to that company and they get RMR cuts. They would do a package on these specific guns that made them more reliable, that would refinish them. They would put new triggers in them and tune everything. And people would then use them as competition guns against 2011s. So you buy the gun for like 600 to a thousand dollars, depending on what kind of shape you get it in. You would then take it to that custom shop. They would then do like $600 worth of work on it. So for about $2,500, you would have a gun that, I'm sorry, for about $1,500, you would have a gun that you could compete against $2,500 true STI 2011s. And that's what a lot of people did. And then these guns became extremely hard to find. So I found one local. The guy wanted to trade. He didn't want to sell. He was looking for another gun. So I ended up trading my uh, custom Glock 34 that I built for. Loved that 34. Uh, I did a build video on it on my YouTube. I had the slide milled by Jaeger Works and had it fitted for uh, RMR. And it was great. Freaking loved the gun. But I really wanted to try one of these. Is that, uh, that the one you cut the grip down on? Yeah. Yeah, I took a, a 34 and I cut the grip down and made it instead of a 17 Glock 17 length, I made it a Glock 19 length. As I said, I've got a whole build video on, on my channel, Arkansas Outdoors channel. So you can find it and see what I did there. But uh, anyway, when I got this, it didn't run right. I don't know if it didn't run right from the factory. I don't know if the guy I got it from had dicked with it but the extractor was not tuned properly and about every four or five shots i would get a failure to extract but it wasn't like a hard extract like you could drop the magazine and tilt the gun up and the bullet would just fall out of the barrel or the spent casing would just fall out of the barrel i mean it was it was not stuck so i knew it wasn't something bad i just didn't know what because i'm not a 1911 2011 type guru I've, I've messed with them but i've never torn into them mm. i got home from the range first time i took it out 
I looked this up and apparently it's a pretty common thing for these rock islands to need the uh, extractor uh, to be tuned. And I looked up how to do it. Uh, there's tons of videos on YouTube, by guys who have way more knowledge than me. And I don't want to tell you wrong on how to do it or try to explain it to you on a podcast. It's I'm much more visual. And anyway, you, you disassemble the back part of the slide, you pull the extractor out and you actually bend the extractor the way you need it to go. You either push it to the left to make it extract harder, or you push it to the right to make it extract less. So you bend it a little, put it back together, shoot it, take it apart, bend it a little, put it back together, shoot it, take it apart, bend it until you get reliable feeding uh, or extracting. I'm sorry. And uh, I have now got over a hundred rounds uh, extracted with no issue. So I think I've got it properly adjusted. Properly tuned is what they call it, but I I won't count it as done until I get at least 500 rounds through it problem free. Once I hit that 500 round mark, then I'm like, okay. Uh, a lot of people will just trade that out with a the factory one with a uh, Wilson Combat. Uh, Wilson Combat's kind of local to me, so I mean, I can either run by there. It's like two and a half hours to their shop, or I can have it mailed to me and it'll be here the next day. So. Uh, I might end up doing an extractor on it if it ends up failing. At this point, you can probably take it apart and put it together with your eyes closed, right? That part of it, I can't. <laughs> now, I'm not. I can't get into all of it, but yes, uh, it took me. It took me about three or four times to to get it tuned right, uh, or what I think is right at this point in time. Like I said, I've got a hundred trouble free rounds, but I won't count it until I get to five hundred. Great gun. It's big. It's heavy. I love shooting it. It is a total pussycat to shoot because it is so big and heavy. Just be wary. I, I, I would recommend getting one. You just need to be aware that it's not a $2,500 gun, and it's not uh, necessarily going to be 100% out of the box. You may have an issue. Like I said, this one was used. I don't know if the guy I got it from created the issue or if it came with the issue from the factory. But he told me it was great, no problems. And I, don't, I, I have to call BS on that because uh, I couldn't get through one magazine. Jeez. Are, are you carrying it every day? No, uh, it's actually too big to carry for me. I, I, I could if I absolutely had to, but I'm carrying my Glock 48 MOS. Uh, that's... That's my carry gun. And then sometimes I'll take my Glock, my wife's Glock 43, and I will take my 48 and the 43 and mix match and make me a, uh, what they call a 43 long, which I've got a video talking about that on YouTube as well. Uh, how you can take a, a 48 and a 43 and just change out the slides and you'll end up with a 43 X on the 48 frame and you'll end up with a 43 L on the 43 frame. So it's a pretty neat little mix match combo. You like that better than the, uh, rock Island for right now for concealed carry. Yes. Uh, I honestly, I honestly think a Glock 48 is kind of a do all gun. Uh, it's, the same barrel length, same sight radius as a 19. Everybody, okay, let me backtrack. Most people think the Glock 19 
is a very good gun. It's a gold standard. It's one that a lot of other guns are built off of. It's what a lot of other guns are compared to. The Glock 19 is a great gun. I've, I've owned several of them. I've shot them. They're accurate. They're reliable. The 48 is the same thing as a 19, only a little bit skinnier. Makes it easier for concealed carry. Uh, with the Shield Arms magazine, you've got the same capacity. You're not giving up anything to have a 48 over a 19. The, the only difference is, is that you, know, you need the MOS version so that you can have the, the red dot capability or you need to have it milled for one. But I honestly think the 48's a do-all. I've, I've, I've shot the 365. I've done video on it. I've done a video on the CZ. 75 compact i've done a video on uh you know a walther i've done videos with nine 1911s i've done videos with you know other nine millimeter pistols and the 48 is just it's to me the do-all gun so i carry the 48 the the 2011 1911 it until i get it and i know it's safe and reliable and it's going to extract i'm not going to carry it uh, until then it's a range toy. And once I do get it to that point where I know I can trust it, I might use it as a winter carry as an outside the waistband, you know, when I've got a big jacket or something, but that's a lot of gun to try to hide appendix, which is where my normal carry position is. Are you supposed to just tuck it down a little further? So that way people are uncomfortable when they look. <laughs> oh, I think the, uh, the five inch barrel does that on its own. <laughs> Uh, it's it's because of how thick the grip is actually uh, being being a double stack it's really thick the and, and it's got this huge which i mean makes it great for reloads but it's got this huge flared oh the magwell on it yeah, yeah. i mean things freaking huge jeez so it makes it great for reloads but trying to hide that i mean you're talking that's almost an inch and a half inch and three quarter thick you know through there so the uh the the 48 less than one inch so but i just that that's my opinion you can fight me over i think the 48 i think the 48 the best carry gun do all gun that's on the market right now is the 48 a single stack technically it is it's it holds a from the factory it's a 10 plus one but with shield arms, you've got the 15-round shield magazines, and I've never had a problem with them. Now, James Yeager, he claims he sees them failing in every single class he has, that they're trouble, that he doesn't recommend them. He did a whole video on his YouTube channel about not using the shield mag. I have talked to Chris Costa on Facebook and asked him if he had had any problems because he carries a 48 sometimes. And he said he carries shield mags, no problem. I asked Steve Fisher on Facebook if he's had any problems with shield mags. He said he hasn't had any problems and he shoots a 48 with a shield mag. Or I think his is a 43X. One of them shoots a 48, one of them is a 43X. And I, I don't remember which, but that's basically the exact same gun with different size slides. But both of those guys use 48s and 43Xs with the shield mags with no problem. You know, maybe they're not shooting as much as James Yeager. I don't know. I'm not getting into that pissing contest on who's the better instructor and who's this and who's that. And 
this guy is better because I, I don't want any of that fight. Two of the guys that I trust said that there's no problem. I have personally, which my sample size is small, but my sample size, I have had zero problems. The only, I've had one failure with that magazine. And that was when I was shooting it suppressed on my channel on the, the very like first Glock 48 suppressed video. You see, I have one failure to extract or failure to feed. I can't remember now. I think it's extract. And uh, I was using a, some weak reloads B I was suppressed and C it was kind of a new gun, new magazine combo. So there's a lot of eh, what could have caused it, mm. but I trust the 48s. I trust Costa. I trust Chris fish or uh, Steve Fisher. And they all say that they trust the, the shield mag. I mean, that's kind of a personal preference. If you don't have an issue, yeah, maybe you got good, good mags. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I'm not getting in a pissing contest as to who's the better instructor or who has the better, you know, reliability. I don't, I'm not saying any of that. One guy put out a video saying they were crap. Two other guys, I, I specifically asked online and they said that they've had no problems. I personally, with my sample size, I've had no problems. So you can go online and you can find people who have issues. I don't know if it's this gun versus this gun versus this. I mean, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, you'll always have that. You'll, you'll have, you know, people that do stuff to their guns and it doesn't work. Yeah. So, so you always have that. But if, if you have a shield arms magazine and if you have a Glock 48 and if they work together the way that my personal experience has worked, I think it beats everything else on the market. The 365 XL, the 365, the Hellcat, all of those have less rounds. Their sizes are comparable, but everyone will say a Glock 19 is a go-to-war size gun. It is the, the smallest gun that you would want to use to go to war. Well, what if you took a 19 and you just made it a little bit skinnier? That's all the 48 is. So to me, it's, it's a do-all gun. I, I love my 19 you know, battle belt wise, I have a, I have it set up for a 19 X because, you know, outside carry overt, that's my go-to 19 X. You know, I've, I've never understood the mullet, the mullet guns, you know, the business up front party in the rear. Why, why always a longer grip? I I've always went the exact opposite. I've cut down a couple of 17s. I cut down my 34, I don't understand why you want a longer grip. I mean, I don't have giant man hands. Maybe that's what you need. But even for concealed carry, I mean, it just seems to me that instead of having a mullet gun, that, you know, having having a longer barrel and having a longer sight radius with the 19 grip would be more beneficial. Well, you know, for everyday carry, everyday carry conceal is I go with a 19 my battle belt, you know, it's a, it's a 19 holster, but I run a 19 X to, to use the bigger mags. Um, right. You know, it'll, it, I, I can run a 17, but you know, for overt, I, I just like the barrel length on the 19. I don't really see any advantage for me 
when I'm at the range for a 17, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really make me any more accurate. I guess I suck either way. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, you know, a 17, 34 is it probably isn't going to make me any more accurate. So that 19, 19X kind of, you know, I don't have big hands either. So the 19 grip fits my hand. Uh, 19X fits a little better, but, you know, that's that's kind of what I'm my go-to is. I, I'm in the process, of, and I have been for a, quite a while, to switch to the, the SIG P320. Um, but that's, you know, it's, a, it's the SIG version of the 19. Yeah. The 320, though, is a good gun. I mean, it, it's got a different trigger. The trigger feels different. And like you were talking about on your last episode, where you can just buy the different grip panels, you know, and you can trade out and have a compact and then take the guts out of it and have a full size and take the guts out of that. And you've only got one serialized part and you can play Legos. I, I, I like that about it. Kind of like how I play Legos with the 48 and the 43. And supposedly there's rumors that shield arms is working on a 43 mag. That'll give you the same size magazine that the 43 has now. And instead of being six rounds, it'll be 10. So if that ever comes out, that's going to be a game changer too. I mean, the Glock 43 is a small gun. If you can get 10 rounds in the same size magazine, I mean, that'll, that'll be a nice pocket carry gun. Right. Right. That'd be, uh, that'd be nice. Yeah, it would be uh, that I'm really hoping that they do. And I'm kind of keeping my eye out because I've, you know, I've got my wife's 43 and I've got my 48, but I've been kind of keeping my eye out for a 43 for me. That way I can swap and not be taking my wife's gun. So she knows hers is always here and it always looks like this. And it's always, you know, hers. Because when I take it, she's like, hey, where's my gun? I'm like, uh, it's still in the range bag. I got to take it out, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so, but no, I, I've, I've always liked the longer slide, the longer sight radius, the longer barrel with the smaller grip. I just, I think it works well. It gives you more of a balance for me and for my shooting. Uh, I know that there's some, there's a lot of proponents for it one way. There's a lot of you know, proponents for it the other, where you've got the 17, you know, or the, the 19X that holds this, the 17, or I guess it's actually a 19 round magazine because they've got a plus two on them. Uh, that for outside the waistband carry end of the world, I can see where that would be a benefit over my 15 rounds that I would have in my gun, you know. But they do make plus five base plates, so I can have a Glock 48 with a 20-round mag. So if I wanted to go big, I could go big even with that gun. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, they make that for the you know the Glock 17 mag, too, because that's, yeah. that's what I'll run. I'll run a Glock 19 standard, you know, 15 plus one with a Glock 17 mag with a plus five base plate. So, you know, I got an extra 21, 22 rounds. I tried that. I tried that, but because of the fact I do carry appendix, if I carried my spare mag, like on, you know, like the eight o'clock or nine o'clock, it would be different. 
But when I've got that, that full size magazine with that plus five base plate, I found just it's, it sets up too high and I end up, it makes it harder for me to bend over than what I'm used to when I run a regular size magazine. Right. So right now I'm running a uh, shield arms 15 plus one. And then I've got one of the factory uh, 10 plus ones. Uh, I got to buy more of the shield mags. Uh, I'm just slowly getting them. Yeah, that's what I'm running about nine o'clock for that seven, you know, oh, lock yeah. 17 plus five. So, I, you know, the SIG makes the same thing. They make a 21 rounder. Yeah. You know, it's the same, same feel, you know, to be honest, the gun feels almost the same. The, uh, the grip angle for me on the SIG is more natural. So I'm, I'm faster on you know, when I'm, when I'm pressing out and picking up a target, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a hair faster when, you know, you know, a year ago when we were doing the, uh, you know, the, the, the shooting challenges for time, I was slightly quicker with the uh, SIG because it, it was more natural, you know, pressing out and firing. Yeah. The, um, the fastest I was on those was with a, uh, a CZ P10C, and I ran it faster than I ran a 19 or a 48 or or anything. It was just that gun is a flat shooting. I mean, it, it that that lower lower bore axis. So I don't know the 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 P10 uh, compact. That is a bad gun when you compare it against a a 19. I mean those those are Ooh, those are both good. The the 320, a buddy of mine, uh, he has 320. He he had went from Glock uh, law enforcement. They switched from 320 to, or I'm sorry, from from Glock to 320 in his law enforcement career. And uh, I got to shoot his 320, and it's a good shooting gun. It's different. Uh, it's different enough that you need practice if you're going from a Glock to the 320. So I understand why it's taking you time to get comfortable with carrying it. But I I don't think you can really go wrong with any of those. There's going to be personal preference when it comes to everything. It's like, you know, Corvette versus Mustang versus Challenger. I mean, there's going to be, you know, going to be personal preference when it comes to all that. And that what's great is we actually have the ability to have that. I mean, we've got, so many different guns and stuff right now. It's like, well, I like this. Well, I like that. Well, we're going to fight over it instead of, you know, only having one option and everyone's like, yeah, it sucks, but it's all we've got, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, we talked about it on, you know, Mr. Pixel and I on the last podcast that I probably had eight ish thousand rounds on my Glock 19 and probably one to two on the 320. So to me, it's more of a, it's, it's more of a, a mental roadblock than anything. I know the Glock yeah. works. It's going to work. Pull it out, pull the trigger. It's going to throw something down range. Yeah. Um, it's, it's standard issue kind of for me, you know, it's going to, it's going to work that 320. I know it's going to work, but that making the mental change of let's, you know, strap a different holster and put a different gun on my hip. Uh, I don't know. The, <laughs> 
the other day when I did my video about the Glock 48 and how I think it's the perfect concealed carry gun, I almost, I almost changed the, the name of the video instead of saying, I think it's the perfect carry gun to it's the perfect carrying gun, but it's freaking boring. And that's the problem with Glocks yeah. is they're, they're so reliable they're you know, they're going to work that they're almost boring. And I get tired. I, I, I want to try something else. I want to try that CZ P10C, or I want to try this new Walther PDP that's coming out, or I want to try a 1911, you know, it's, it, you, it's kind of like that ugly girl from high school that you knew you could score with. So you would, you know, always had her number on standby, but you were always trying to call the cheerleader to see if you could land her. And when she, okay, we just come back to here. That's, that's kind of my relationship with Glock. I'll, I'll try to go out and date that hot CZ girl for a little while, or, or I might go and try to try to fool around with that Beretta girl, but I always end up coming back to my homely Glock. <laughs> I, I mean, for your analogy there, Bo, I have not put ammo in that Glock that it won't run. Yeah. So she's yeah. she's always down for anything. She don't care. She's like, hey, come on over. All right. You got it. Don't you matter. Got, you got Michelob light tonight. Good. Cool. Yeah. Bob Bob Weiser, ball, she bring don't it care. over. Yeah. I think we're right. learning. I think we're learning an awful lot about you guys tonight. Uh... <laughs> well, I. High school and small towns. That's all you got to know. That's yeah, right. that's true. That's right. That's true. It's all, it's all about the football and cheerleaders, right, Bo? <laughs> well, that, that's the one that you want, but that's not the Glock one. The Glock wasn't the cheerleader. <laughs> right. Well, you know, the, the what did you say? The ugly girl's always in the stands? Yeah. Cheerleader's always going to parties. and <laughs> she, ain't call, she ain't calling you. Yeah, she ain't calling you. She got shit to do. This girl who's sitting at home, <laughs> she right. all lie. She she answering her phone. That, that Glock's gonna fire every time you pull the trigger. Yeah, every time you pull the trigger. <laughs> she she's down. It don't matter. Dirty, okay. You want clean, okay. You want you want some lube on it, okay. It don't matter. It's all gonna run. Damn, we just changed the rating on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we gained listeners tonight or <laughs> if we lost listeners tonight. I'm, I'm just thinking of a little blurb. Either you put that at the beginning or we can just kind of put that out as a teaser and they'll be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We might have to have a different rated podcast for this last 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Be an extra. Well, I mean, true. It, it's true, though. I mean, that's what it's like. I mean, they're boring, but they're reliable. They're going to answer the phone, you it know, works. when you call them. Yeah, it works. They yeah. they ain't as hot. They're not as sexy. I guarantee. Right now, I'll tell you, a CZ seventy five uh, is a way sexier gun than a Glock. A freaking, you know, you get a SPO one or. You know, a Phantom, something like that. That is a sexy gun. I mean, they are good looking. The freaking, like, uh, Eric's uh, 92 with the milled slide and an RMR on it. Ooh, that is sexy. You get a Glock and it's like, hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Chevy that's in the parking lot, right? It's well, that- the lights. It's the lights just came on at the bar and she's still there. And you're like, hey, it's dependable. 
<laughs> well, I, you know, uh, you know, I, a couple weeks ago, I went to the range. I took my SIG MK25. It didn't like steel case ammo. I hate that. I, I hate you know, I was honestly, I was surprised. It just, the hammer didn't fall hard enough to fire, you know, fire the steel case ammo. And that, I was disappointed. Very disappointed. It, it breaks my heart anytime a gun is ammo specific or it has to have this. It don't like that because when right. it does that, I, I'd get rid of it. And well, I mean, it, you know, it, dude, that's a fantastic firearm. I put brass in it. Bang, know, bang, bang. Fired everything. I was just disappointed that the steel case, it wouldn't fire the first couple rounds out of the mag. I eject it, rack it, pull dead trigger, rack it, bam. Wow. Okay. Three rounds in, it'll fire away, put the next mag in, same thing. Well, see, I, I, I just, I can't, me personally, from the prepper aspect, I can't have something that I can't depend if I grab out of this ammo box or if I grab out of this ammo box or if I grab out of this ammo box. You know, that's, that's one reason why I love my cheap-ass Palmetto State Armory little SBR AR. It'll eat anything. It doesn't matter. It's right. steel case, right. brass, it don't care. And, uh, you know, I've had guns that are ammo specific. It only likes this. And when something only likes that, that's when I'm like, I just, I can't keep it. Now, the only, the only exception to that rule is if it is a precision rifle. If it's a precision right. rifle and it only likes 164 grain, you know, this and with this powder, I'm fine with that. Because if it's a precision rifle, I will reload exactly what it likes. I will give it the bullet that it wants. I will give it the, the amount of powder it likes, the primer it likes. That's the only time that I, I worry about or, or that I'll have something that likes a specific ammo. Right. So I guess I'll ask this. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, because I know it's kind of new, then we'll just cut this out. But we'll we'll kind of wrap it up on kind of, a, I guess, a little, little news. Has anybody seen the MP 12? Yes, it looks <laughs> kind of like a a, a Keltec, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw that it, I guess, was just recently released today, yesterday, sometime. Because mm -hmm. all all of a sudden, YouTube's filled with, you know, Smith and Wesson twelve, Smith and Wesson twelve, and I'm like, man, one of these days it'd be so great if I was one of those guys who had a video waiting <laughs> because I've been get, you know, they gave me a gun months before. Uh, you had an NDA signed and everything, and you just had to wait until yeah. they told you it was okay. Yeah, now release your video tomorrow. Cool. Uh, I, I, hopefully one of these days. But, uh, yeah, it just – those are I'm, – I'm so torn by those. They are awesome for what they are, but at the same time, I know that they've been around long enough, that bullpup design has been around long enough now that they should be dependable and they should be reliable and there should be no issues. But I still worry about that design for some reason. A pump, I, a pump I don't worry about. Even semi-automatic 12 gauges mm -hmm. have been around long enough now that if it's a reputable one, right. I don't worry about them. You know, some of the Benelli's are great. Uh, the, some of the, even the Mossberg has some great semi-automatic 12 gauges. Right. Uh, 
I think it's what the 590 series or whatever that is, something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I can't wrap my brain around a, a bull pup yet. I should be able to, but I just can't. But it looks yeah, cool. It, the only thing that throws me off is those grips. I know that's their signature, but it just throws off the, <laughs> to me, it throws <laughs> off the look of the whole thing. Like, <laughs> Just do something else aesthetically to kind of make it stick, you know, all look the same. But yeah, it's it's cool looking, but yeah, again, that bullpup design and the reliability. I... So anyway, last I heard you were saying something about the uh the grip. They just needed to change it. Yeah, I was saying aesthetically that it just throws me off, but I'm kind of in that same boat where it's I I don't know. I you know, I'm just so conditioned to a pump is less problematic than you know, yeah, you know, than any a other semi. any other yeah, than a semi and then any other thing else, and then a bull pup is I don't know, I guess it's kind of still foreign enough to me where I don't know because I've seen tests done, you know, of bull pup style and just some of them seem problematic now and that could be you know whether they're a semi or a pump of the bull pop of the bullpup style it's just i don't know it's it's added yeah. parts yeah yeah like is it does it really serve a function other than the aesthetic you know well i mean yeah because the bullpup allows it to be shorter with the same length of barrel i mean i well, get I mean, it yeah but I'm, i mean like mechanically yeah like, yeah not situationally but mechanically is it really a sound Decision. design yeah yeah i i have a slight issue with the bullpups you know the firing of the projectile is right under your chin yeah yeah that's true something happens a little too close to my face. <laughs> That's that, your money that maker. So that is something I hadn't thought about before. Yeah, you're right. It is right there. Yeah, with with that, you know, the bullpup, the Tavor, you know, that kind of that kind of weapon. It I don't know, freaks me out a little bit. I hadn't not, thought about that. That not I'm that scared I of them now. Not that I wouldn't. <laughs> not that I wouldn't want one. I mean, they are cool looking. It's you know more concealable. It's a smaller, compact. But man, I, I it's just right under your chin. I just trust this because my ba- my face is all the way back here. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's sexy. <laughs> that's probably a lot cheaper than what this thing's running for, too. But Bo showing us his AK. Sexy. Suppressed. Suppressed AK. Yeah. I like it. I uh, found a company. I told uh, Eric about it. There's a company for those of you who were dumb like us and bought the uh, rebel suppressors there's a company that makes an adapter for the rebel that will turn the threads into a 13 16 16 which is the standard on most muzzle brakes mm. so it's no longer a direct thread onto the barrel you can actually have a muzzle device that you can then thread on so which um, which rebel suppressor is that this is the Defender 9. Okay. And I, have the, the, I got the Razor. Rebel Razor. Re, Rebel uh, Razor. Which one was <laughs> the hard? 
Which one was the Razor? I don't remember that. Uh, it was a 30 cal quick disconnect. Oh, okay. Uh, you can get the end plate end plate for five five six. Yeah. Um, I actually have it on a five five six currently because I bought a dead air to go on my three hundred blackout. I've heard good things about dead air, but then I've also heard that it's basically because it allows so much gas through it that it's basically a a blast can with a few baffles in it. I don't know if that's true or not. I've never shot one. It it was suggested to me to run that on the three hundred because you can buy an an end. It's about an end, uh, one inch piece that screws on the the end of it that does have escape gas holes to uh-huh. alleviate some of the back pressure for an AR. So you know if you if you don't run a an adjustable gas block, it helps. Yeah alleviate some of the gas issues because I couldn't get my 300 blackout to run with the rebel razor. Good. I mean, it just wouldn't consistently eject, you know, eject um, and cycle. Right. So I put the, you know, the rebel razor on a five, five, six and I bought the dead air and put that on it. It's been, it's been years since, uh, I had a uh, 300 and uh, probably close to 10 years. I was, I was in them kind of early on and I had a uh, eight and a half inch barrel and I ran it, a, a buddy of mine, I didn't have one at the time, a buddy of mine had a suppressor and I would run it suppressed uh, a lot with subsonic and suppressed with subsonic, it would function most of the time, but if I ran it, unsuppressed subsonic it wouldn't function at all it was it was short stroking so i did the poor man adjustment where i took out the buffer in the spring and i would cut one link off of the spring Mm -hmm. shoot it cut one off shoot it cut one off until i got it functioning and it took about i don't know i think four four coils before it finally started functioning but it would function perfectly and then when I would run it suppressed, it was, it was cycling a little hard, but it wasn't enough to beat itself up. The only thing is, is if I ever went to supers instead of subs, I had to change that spring out and mm-hmm. uh, go back to a regular buffer spring, which that was my cheap fix. And I would told uh, Josiah about that whenever he was having issues with his 300, which I think he's finally got it up and running now. Yeah, you told me the same thing. I just didn't cut a spring down. <laughs> <laughs> it's super easy though, but I'm I'm also you know poor hack man who cut up a Glock 34. You know, so I, what do I know? Don't listen to me. I'm I'm one of those guys that you know if I cut it up, I got to go buy another one. So I got a spare that's full length. Who doesn't have a spare buffer spring laying around their house? I mean, I do. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I mean, like you said, who doesn't? It's not like I said, hey, cut 12 inches off of the barrel and see what happens. Right. <laughs> if it don't work, weld it back. Right, true, true that. Yep. I think they're like a $6 part. I mean. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm one of those guys, you know, one of those guys. I, I don't like doing that. You Once you cut it off, you can't put it back. 
but if you cut it off too much and you realize you needed that sprint that, that coil back you just find some washers that fit <laughs> if you want to go the, if you want to go the cheap route they yeah. make pl- they make plugs that do the exact same thing but you True. can get washers put it on the back of that tube and then put the spring in there and then you've made up the difference so yeah <laughs> well the the way i did it is i knew it was short stroking i could tell it was short stroking so i cut one off and i shot it and it was a little bit more it came back a little bit more cut mm-hmm. another one off it came back a little bit more cut another one off and on the third one it would uh, eject them, no problem, but it wouldn't lock back on an empty mag. Mm-hmm. Cut the fourth one off and it locked back on an empty mag. I said, I'm done. That's it. I don't right. need to take any more <laughs> off. It, it functions and it locks back. Right. So that, that was my poor man fix. And I ran that gun until I got out of 300 blackout and, uh, never had an issue. I just like that round. It's, it's such a good round. I I liked it, and I thought that it was better than the 7.62 by 39, in which it is in some aspects, until they came out with the subsonic 196 string uh, 7.62 by 39s, and that's what is actually in this right here is subsonic 7.62 by 39. Uh, it functions perfectly in my AK. I have no problems. Uh, it cycles, no problem suppressed or not. And when I run it through my Ruger American 7.62 by 39, it is stupid quiet. And it you don't have to do anything? Nope. Just subsonic wow. ammo. It's wow. brown, brown bear. Uh, I think there's two different ones. Brown bear makes one that's a, I think it's 196, and then Privy Parson makes one that's 182. Or I may have those backwards. The the Privy Parson is too weak. It won't cycle the AK, but it shoots great in the uh, the Ruger American bolt action. Uh, the brown bear, whichever one it is, 182 or 196. I think it's 196. It functions perfectly. Good. Good deal. I'll, I'll probably hit you up offline to remind okay. me of that. Because yeah. I'd like to well, put a can on that one of my AKs. Yeah, you're double AK man now. Uh, I'm addicted. Going to the dark side. I, I'm addicted. The yes. dark side. <laughs> we got cookies. <laughs> Look at them. So if the listeners don't know, I kind of posted it around. Uh, I bought another AK. This week, last week, Century Arms, AK. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful piece. Itching, itching to get it out, run it, shoot it. Such a fun, it's such a fun platform. It's dirty, yeah. it's nasty, it's loud, it's obnoxious. So, so it's the monster truck rally of the gun world. Uh, it, I mean, if you, <laughs> if, if kind you, of, if kind you, of, yeah, if you like, loud obnoxious dirty guns i mean you have to have an ak it's you have to have an ak uh uh, here's the thing and i everybody knows from from way back on the wasted ammo group i have been a proponent of the ak i have loved the ak i'm a fan of the ak i own a sbr ak because i love them so much i went to the costa ludus rifle class with my ak 
It did fine. I had no problems. I ran with all the other guys, but I had to work harder than the guys who were running AR-15s had to. So even being a, a good, solid fan of the AK, you can run them, you can compete, but you're going to have to be better than the average person with an AR. So I hate to say it, but that's just the way it is. So if you do like the dirty, if you do like working stuff, and I mean, you have to work it, you know, these aren't Legos. They're not going to, you're not going to be able to get an upper from this company, a lower from this company and a bolt from over here and throw it all together and make it work. So it, it's not, it's more finicky and you have to have more knowledge and you have to do more to make one do what an AR will do, you know, just by piecing mm -hmm. together. But, uh, and there's some people, there's a guy on YouTube and I highly recommend anyone just go and watch some of his stuff. His, his, his channel is called like Clayco and it starts with a K it's like K L A Y C O or something like that. The dude's a competition shooter with AKs, and he is fast. I mean, his, his guns are freaking tuned. So if you're an AK fan or if you think AKs can't do shit, go look at that channel. Well, it, it, you know, in my book, Bo, it, it's like a Glock. It runs all the ammo. It'll run dirty. Yeah. Throw some oil in that thing. It's going to run, you know, three months, run it. Chuck some more mobile one on it, run it, throw some mud in it. It's going to work. It's boring. Yeah. It's loud. It's obnoxious. It throws gas in your face. Um, but it works. You know, it's, it works. And well, it's fun. <laughs> well, go, go out and shoot that one so we can do a review. Maybe, I, maybe we'll just do a straight AK episode for <laughs> oh, everybody. Uh, there we'll you go. We'll, we'll get, you know kind of walk some people through like you know kind of the basics and you know kind of the differences since i don't have an ak so i don't know anything about them so that would be a good one for you know people like that, me to kind of learn that, about it i'm i'm intrigued but i just don't have one yet <laughs> it's the the century arms that i bought has the 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 red toned um wood furniture mm -hmm. on it yeah, it looks nice. It's it's beautiful. Um, we talked about on the last um, Bo episode that he helped me upgrade my Sega, modernize, roll back to a you know more realistic or a, not realistic but a more tradi traditional AK style. Mm -hmm. It has a bet that has a better trigger. It's it's lighter, but man, the AK platform it's just so fun. The this. The Sega, you're going to, or Saga, however, different people say them differently. I call them Segas because I'm from the South and I don't care if it has an I in it or not. Anyway, those things are, they're, they're top notch. You've got Sega and you've got Vepr and those are the two top notch. Uh, mine is a Hungarian. It was actually built in Hungary and it's, it's up there because it's actually a true com block gun with the cold hammer forged barrel. And that means a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have a hard time, even with how pretty and how nice that century is. I think you're going to find yourself going back to that dirty girl that you first got, because uh, I think it's just, 
the the Segas, man. There's just something about it. It's actually made in in the motherland. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. There's something about them. I I bought that thing when the um there were there was a mass shooting. I don't remember which one, but but guns ARs AKs started going up the roof, right? Yeah. And I ended up buying a an AR and an AK off a guy. And I bought, I think it was a thousand dollars for an AR and an AK. And it was one of my first, I think it was probably my first AR and that AK, right? And this was probably 10, 12 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. So I had them, um, you know, I got really got into the AR platform and then it was probably three or four years ago when I started getting into the AK platform. I'm like, Oh my God, I got a, I got a Sega. This AK is pretty badass. And I, you know, if you, if, if I work backwards and go, Hey, I bought two guns for a thousand dollars and this thing was say 500 bucks. I got a steal. Yeah. You could right now with how yours is converted, you could sell it for 15 and sell it the same day you listed it. I mean, that's, they're they're that popular and people want them that bad right now. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I did the conversion because it yeah. is so much lighter. Um, it had a quad rail on it before; it was heavy. It was, oh, you know, it was fun to shoot. It was loud, obnoxious, heavy, dirty. Beat your shoulder up. You know, you could taste it when you were done. Uh, <laughs> but the the conversion, man, it's so it's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. Uh, I just got a warning on my phone. I've only got like 10% left. So if we lose each other, that's what's happening. Well, we can, we can cut it off. I mean, we can go ahead and wrap it up at this point. So <laughs> I, I don't want you guys divulging too much. We can, we can do a whole, I'm sure we can do a whole other thing on AKs and some other stuff. There's all kinds of ideas coming out of this. So I mean, we've had <laughs> enough trouble. Yeah. We've had enough trouble with me trying to keep my connection on this. So we don't want to do it to the point to where there's no coming back from it. So <laughs> all right, <laughs> we should probably go ahead and wrap I, it up. I think Mr. Pixel said it though, man, we got to do an AK show. Yeah. I'm I, down it, for it. it. It's on my list of ideas. So there's, there's a lot of stuff there that it's, I, I think it's a little intimidating at first because you got, you know, you've got your stamp, you get like there's just the receivers alone. There's different kinds and you've got your barrels and, you know, like you said, it's not an AR. It's not, it's not the Lego. Where yeah. you can just buy stuff and it fits. You've got to know where it came from. You know, you've got to know who made it in order to because if not, then you're going to be tooling things to try and get things to fit together. It's a it's a much more uh it's, specific it's, platform. Yeah, it's much more in depth than people think. And especially when it comes to if you actually want to build one versus what people say building an AR, you know, building an AR is a couple of pins. And you know, if you're if you're going crazy, you build your upper and you put the the barrel in and you tighten the barrel nut to a certain spec, you know, Ooh, you know, the AK, you got to have a freaking, you got to have a press and you got to press. Yeah. You press the barrel out. You got to do this. And then you got to set the trunnion properly in the front versus the rear to make for sure you got enough room for your dust cover. And then you've also got to check your head spacing and make, I mean, it's, it's way more than what people think. So yeah, yep. we could well, do, we could do a whole episode on that sometime. I yeah. still think you guys need to do an episode as well. Uh, 
on a way that people can find out or maybe people need to do on their own to find out what is their most likely scenario that they need to prepare for. Right. Whether, whether that's, you know, civil unrest or a tornado or what they're most likely, what, what's the highest crime in their area. And then, you know, if they live in an area where carjacking is the biggest thing, but they never practice drawing their gun from their car, or, you know, something like that. If home invasion is the biggest thing, they they never play with their gun in their house to see, you know, it's always locked up in the back room or upstairs. How are they going to get to? It? So right. I think I think that would be a great episode for you guys to dive into. Yeah. yeah. We we uh we believe it or not, do actually we do have a list of things that are we're kind of gonna get to. We're you know, right now everybody's in the the beginning of school busyness and everything so i think when the we- when the weather cools off my kids grown i ain't got to worry about well, I don't you even know when school starts <laughs> i don't even know when school starts yeah but yeah we we have a list of things that we kind of you know anybody that listened to wasted ammo or anything like that they know some of the topics we're, we're gonna revisit some of those we already have some sitting and waiting for whenever we need it for kind of a rainy day you know, yeah. but yeah, we're, we're definitely going to go, go through and do all that. Cause we're hoping that there's, you know, you know, just the growth of the, just what we've seen in the Facebook and everything that there, there's people that are probably new to all this. So it'd be a good idea to go in and, and hit from know. the basics every now and yeah. again. Yeah. Right. I mean, we just did one where it's, we just did one. I'm not going to give it away. It's kind of one of those tried and true. Probably everybody does this kind of topic whenever they're yeah. talking about guns. But it was like, we did it and we're like, I'm not quite sure this is really an issue anymore, you know, whereas before, you know, the technology's changed. So, you know, before it would have been in kind of yeah. a consideration, but we were both like, I don't think it's really that big of a deal anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. We're going to start yeah. revisiting some of these, these common topics that everybody goes over, but an issue yeah. five years ago, isn't an issue anymore. Right. Right. So, well, I mean, that could fall into, you know, people always say that the bullets have made a big difference, you know, new, new advancements in bullets, new advancement. And that was the whole reason why people say 40 is outdated. Now 40 used to be more powerful than nine. But then people are like, well, the new bullets that nine millimeter has makes it compete better. Mm-hmm. Well, if the new bullets make a nine millimeter compete better, then wouldn't that necessarily or couldn't that correlate into you don't necessarily need as many bullets? So maybe a lower capacity is going to be OK for you. Right. Maybe you don't need that 15 round mag or that 30 round mag if the bullets and ballistics are so much better why do you need a versus b right yep yep that's that's the kind of stuff we're we're looking into so but well before your battery dies on us go ahead and uh tell everybody where they can find you uh i am yes i am at arkansas outdoors channel on youtube uh i am Bo on facebook and the wasted ammo group and on the discord uh if you ever have any questions any comments want to tell me how idiot I, how much of an idiot i am or how cool i am <laughs> you can reach me there uh thank you to everybody who 
subscribed and who does watch my videos on YouTube, every single second watched, every single person who clicks like, every single thumbs up, every single subscribe helps me tremendously. Thank you. I appreciate it. If you don't do any of that, you're a dick and I don't like you. So. <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown down. <laughs> Dave, you have anything hey, after that? Wait, I can't hold follow on, that on. up. I can't hold follow on. that Here, up. Here's the thing. I, have, I am willing to help you and support you any way I can. You've got a question, send me a message. I will do my best to answer it. You want a certain video done? I'll try to do the certain video you want done. But if you ain't going to scratch my back, I'll be damned if I scratch yours. (laughs) You know what? I'll back that up, Bo. I mean, you've helped me more than a lot of other people. You've helped me on my AK. Any other thing I've asked you, you've you've answered. Come through for me. You know, good friend, my, my friend. Yeah. Oh, thanks for joining us. I try to do what I can for everybody. I mean, I just do. I I don't know everything. I'm 100% will tell you that there are way smarter people than me that know way more than me that are way better shooters than me that have more supplies than me that can tell you how long this. I mean, I am not the be all end all, but I will do my best to help you any way I can. So all I ask for is a slight return. You don't even have to watch it. Just mute it and open it in another tab. Let the minutes run. Go. I, I second that. Yeah. Got a question? Ask Bo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't ask me. Ask Bo. In, Go straight to Bo. Exactly. And with and with that, if you want another spot that you could either ask Bo a question or send some hate his way, <laughs> join us on the Wasted Ammo Podcast site on Facebook. Under Wasted Ammo Podcast, or don't do it on don't do it on this one because I don't think you're going to get Bo on this one. But you can find us on Instagram as well. We're on, we're at AfterShock underscore Podcast. So with with I, that, <laughs> I am on Instagram, but it's just me and it's dumb pictures. So it's right. like pictures of my dog and, yeah. and sunsets I, and fa- Facebook's a little more conducive to hate and trolling. Yeah. So you got that, that YouTube. Bo. So yeah, do, do all the trolling on YouTube. It's still interaction and it helps them out. So <laughs> YouTube, YouTube, Discord, Facebook. Yeah. You, so uh, yeah, we're you guys probably know where to find us by now. Yeah. Yeah. So well, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks, thanks to Bo. Bo. Thanks to Bo again for, right. for joining us. It's always good. It's always a good conversation. We get into the weeds and come out on the other side sometimes, and it's always fun. So with with that for everybody thanks for joining us we'll talk to you guys next time <laughs>